Hey guys, this is John Ostry, uh coming to you today with Origin Gates podcast, Wisdom's Echo. And um, I wanted to uh, uh, connect with you and uh, share some stuff that's been on my heart, some stuff that I've been going through and walking through. And I've been, as I've been talking to people, um, seems to be a general process that uh, a lot of folks are going through. I have the distinct advantage of because of my involvement with Ignite Hubs in America, um, talking to lots and lots of folks as far as uh, where they're at, what's going on, and um, there does seem to be a common theme right now going on for those that are engaging in the kingdom and, and walking with Yahweh, and so I wanted to share that a little bit. Um, the title of this is Uncharted Waters in the Wilderness, and um, the process of navigating that uh, is kind of what this is all about. Um, I want to read to you a definition about wilderness. It's called the locale or location, a place for intense experiences where Yahweh shows up and shows off on your behalf. I kind of like that because that's exactly the process that happens. Um, you know, the wilderness is mentioned over 300 times in the Bible. And um, I'm just going to read a couple of quick verses. Matthew 4, Jesus in the wilderness, tempted and tried by his adversary, testing of the faith. Um, Ezekiel 34, covenant of peace given in the wilderness. Isaiah 43:19, I will make a way in the wilderness. I'm doing a new thing and providing rivers in the desert. Revelation, a woman fled to the wilderness to a place prepared by God. Then, um, then again, Ezekiel 3, uh, Moshe came to um, the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Genesis 16, spring of water in the wilderness. Matthew 3, John preaching in the wilderness, the good news. Hosea 2.14, I will um, allure her and in the wilderness speak tenderly to her. Uh, Deuteronomy 32, Yahweh found him in a desert land and the howling waste of the wilderness and encircled him and cared for him and kept him as the apple of his eye. Uh, Numbers 33, um, Moshe led the people out of, out from under Ramses and led them to the wilderness. They had a um, routine in Egypt that didn't involve uh, having to trust Yahweh. Exodus 14, the wilderness sh- uh, showed... Um, oh, sorry, I can't even read my own writing on that one. Exodus 15... Moshe led them from the Red Sea for three days in the wilderness without water. Exodus 3.18, let us go three days to sacrifice to a a wilderness place. Um, A place of disconnection, cleansing period, a disengaging from natural reliance and dependence on the supernatural. You know, one thing about that is nowadays as mature sons we have the capacity to live in a continual place of a supernatural and continued place of connectedness with Yahweh, but sometimes we get caught up and 
and overcome with the normal way of functioning. Um, there's a lot of, and there's so many verses about this. The wilderness is a place where manna and quail was provided, where water was provided out of a rock, um, where springs popped up, where a river was found. Um, manna a lot of times uh, alludes to also, uh, in a spiritual sense, the bread of life, the word of God being provided. So, like when it said to get your manna every day, well, that's how you have to do You have to hear from Yahweh. You have to hear um, and engage with a scroll of what's going on in your life every day. It's old stuff does not, doesn't work. You have to get fresh new manna every day. So, you know, that's a little background, a little uh, groundwork laid on, on wilderness and navigating the waters of that place. Um, so the thing that I've been noticing is that people are going through a disruption phase in their life. And disruption is absolutely a gift from heaven. Uh, may not feel like it at times, but disruption is the place that you're able to see the supernatural, engage with uh, the hearing of the things of the kingdom, seeing what Yahweh is doing, and engaging in your life uh, for answers. Uh, part of the thing with Moshe and the, and the Hebrews in Egypt that was interesting, you know, automatically we think of slaves and imagery that, um, that we're familiar with as far as an understanding that they're constantly beaten and whipped and lived in horrendous conditions and were um, abused constantly and yeah, just, a, a, you know, on the verge of death all the time. Um, you got to remember when the Hebrews left Egypt, there was a huge number of them that wanted to go back. Now, I find that interesting because if they're on the verge of death, there's no way anybody would want to go back. The truth is, is they were cared for. They were taken care of. They had crafted a way of existence and living that although not perfect, you know, if they worked, they got compensated. If they did their jobs and did what they were told, they would, you know, survive and they actually thrive. They had generations of children. They, um, they were provided for. They were called slaves, but you know, challenge you. Sometimes you find yourself in a job situation where you feel like a slave, um, and that's a whole other story. But the truth is, is they were taken care of. They had a routine that they knew how to function in. They had a place where they could go and do their life. And quite honestly, it became a dependency place without having to lean on Yahweh without having to hear from him, a place where faith didn't have to be exercised, a place where, and that's exactly slavery, because if you've crafted a life for yourself where there's no need for dependence on God, everything works just like it's supposed to, and you can depend on the arm of the flesh, you're in actually in a place of slavery to the flesh, into the slavery of natural function. Um, so, when they became dislodged and crossed the Red Sea and crossed three days into the wilderness without water, it was a complete disruption in their way of thinking and operating. They had to begin to rely heavily on Yahweh. And during the course of the journey and the process, um, they 
sometimes didn't, you know, didn't know how to do it, didn't know how to do it right. And um, the, the interesting part about that is when, like even the making of the calf or the, the, the golden calf, you know, here they were reverting to an old methodology, an old way of function. And, you know, that's, that becomes um, a default pattern for people when they craft a life of their own doing. Um, there was constant uh, desire for Yahweh for those that leaned into disrupting their lives. That's all they could lean on, all they could depend on. And that's why it was so critical. So I'll tell you a little story about my own life. And uh, in the last few years, what's been happening, I had actually, I've had major disruptions in my life probably half a dozen different times through the course of my years. And over time, you can develop a life that's comfortable, um, you know, that you can function in. And I had done that. I had come to a place where my businesses were kind of running on automatic a little bit. I had the community and family of people that I cared about and loved and, and kids and grandkids and all of those things. We were, we were in a place of comfort. We were in a place of function. And that's not a, that's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. And if you feel like that's what you need to be and do and stay in, Yahweh will bless you. He'll take care of you. He'll watch over you. But when that stirring begins to stir on the inside of you that, hey, we need to look at something different. We need to see something different. We need to engage in a different way. Depending on how you respond to that is going to depend on what happens in your life. And that began to stir in us a few years ago. We begin to realize that, okay, it's time for change. Our, our community of believers that we were connected with started feeling disruption in their lives. And we were having amazing quote, success. I mean, we had miracles transpiring. We had amazing uh, speakers and conferences and worship and uh, you name it. Things were just firing on all cylinders. And then in our personal life, the business was doing well. Finances were good. Everything was just crafted in such a way that, okay, I feel comfortable. I had successfully eliminated most discomfort out of our existence. And the wilderness is actually a place of some discomfort. And so, it, then Yahweh began to speak. He began to move. He began to show us, hey, it's time to do something different. And I'm thinking, why? This is success. This is the place of blessing of Yahweh. And it was. But um, if you measure everything working perfectly as to the degree of how you are in the will of God, then it's going to be a false measuring stick, a false bar. And so he began to work with us and, and change some things, and we knew that we knew we knew we were dis divine disruption was happening. We changed up the way we did the ministry, the dates and times of meetings, the way we did meetings, and finally we just came to an understanding it's time for that book to be closed and to do something new and different. And Yahweh always has a way of working through my wife when it comes to noticing that there's change to be made. I, I, I can catch it, but usually I catch it, and she's already got it, you know, that there's something that needs to happen. So he began to provoke us that we were going to leave California and that we were going to move to a new place. And COVID was helpful in that. 
uh, to be honest. And so we bought a travel trailer, traveled around, looked at all these different places, just thinking, oh, it'd be nice to have a place here or start a business over here. And finally we knew we came through Texas and we were driving through for a couple days. And then after we were leaving, uh, all of a sudden this overwhelming sense descended on us as we were leaving the truck and driving out of the state. She was looking out the window and I was looking out the window and just this heavy settling weightiness of you're leaving home, you're leaving home. And I turned and looked at her I said, did you feel that? And she turned and looked with tears in her eyes and she said, I feel like we're leaving home. And it was, oh my gosh, that's, it was an identical moment for both of us and it was supernatural. So fast forward, we proceeded to pack up our house. We proceeded to sell our business. We proceeded to pack up my son and his family and his household. And we prepared to pack up my mom and her household. And we went and ended up leasing a place for a period of a time of about a year. Then we ended up buying a place we ended up establishing and buying a new business. We ended up getting my husband, my son and his family moved in, and we're now currently in the process of moving my mom from all of this from California to Texas. And I can tell you the last year and a half has been challenging. Not super easy, but also it's been an amazing place of blessing. Resources have been there. Um, understanding has been there Um, the things that we needed to engage with and do have all been provided and now currently I'm in a place of looking at my business and I had tried to start up doing the way I had done for years the old methodology and I realized right quick that's not working and so starting in November December this last year I begin to engage with Yahweh about a new pattern of development for my business. Um, And initially there was nights that were sleepless. Initially there was three days of wilderness time and stretching. And Yahweh would show up and bring this shalom, a covenant of peace with me that provided me a platform or a method or a way to begin to engage and see something unique and different. I begin to notice new patterns and new ideas and new thoughts that I didn't want to look at before but I knew they were the new pattern and method that Yahweh was leading me in because he was leading me into something bigger and this is what he told me when I kept questioning him why am I leaving California and moving to Texas and he said this he said if I allow you to stay in this life that you've crafted in this place You'll never see the bigger picture and the bigger plan that I have for you. You'll remain in a place of blessing, and I'll love you, and I'll cause blessing to come upon you. But at the same time, you won't step into the fullness of everything I have for you. And so now my vision for my business, for example, has gone from provision for me and my daughter's family and my son's family to a larger entity that will provide for generations and for Um, more than just my own family. It'll provide in multiples. And it'll also open my eyes to begin to see a larger, bigger picture for the plan of Yahweh in my life in other areas. So 
I knew that I knew that I knew. And the other thing he said, he said, I'm not going to show you while you're still here connected in California. When you land and get connected to your new location, then I'm going to reveal all this to you. And that's how it happened. And so we did the process, and God's been showing up. And my testimony at the moment to date is this, is that I am so glad I made the decision that I did because um, hearing Yahweh now, it's it's not like necessarily a loud thundering voice. It's paying attention to the small things, the little things, the engagement process day by day by day. And in those night places at 2 a.m. when I wake up thinking about this thing or that thing or the other thing, uh, engaging with the Psalms and feeling the covenant of peace descend. In the moment the covenant of peace wraps itself around me, I begin to clearly see new ideas and patterns and, and answers begin to come. And so this is just a surface overview on the topic. Be excited about engaging with the wilderness because that's where things show up for you. That's where answers come. That's where provision comes. That's where supernatural growth and encounter takes place. And be excited about the journey you're on and be open to changing things up no matter how, what place you find yourself currently in. I mean, don't just make change for change's sake because there's no not going to be a blessing on it. But right now, the season you're in, everything old is passing away and all things are becoming new. And that includes the way you function and the way you operate and the way you move through life with Him. If it didn't happen that way, He could never propel you into a deeper place of maturity and sonship so that you can rule and reign like Him and create like Him and function as He designed you to function. Anyway, I just want to share real quickly those things and um, let you know that um, you're not alone in what you're doing. Um, Yahweh's got a big plan ahead, and the unfolding of it's amazing. Matter of fact, it's bigger than you and I can even imagine or think at the moment. But when it fully unveils and folds, and you see your part in it, you're going to be absolutely thrilled that you stepped in faith into everything that He had for you. Blessings. Love you guys. And uh, hopefully this encourages somebody and causes you to grow in Him. And uh, chat again soon. Bye.